Welcome back to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast, where we will explore the local arts culture and community in the Lehigh Valley. We'll be doing this through conversations with individual artists, administrators, and organizations. We'll discuss all types of mediums with the goal of enriching local arts culture. Welcome back to Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and today I'm joined by former podcast guest and today's co-host, Ike Chuku Okorji. Hey, yeah, yeah. How's everybody doing? Thank you for having me uh, here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to ask questions. <laughs> I'm excited to be a part of a good conversation tonight. Yeah, well, we're very excited to have you back on as well as a host this time instead of a guest. Yes. So I know that you have recently been releasing music. So what have you been working on? What what have you released and what can how can people see it? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Um so I have been releasing new music. Um recently I've released two new singles. Um the first one I released was uh it's called I Fell for You. Mm-hmm. Um and the second one I released is called Hold You. Mm. Um, so these are songs I've kind of written a, a very long time ago that I've been just itching to get out mm-hmm. um, into the sonic digital world. Yes. Um, and you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, basically anywhere mm. um, where you can listen to music. Yeah. Um, and hopefully people kind of digging the uh the emotion behind all the songs. All the feels. All the feels. There's lots of feels for this. I'm a feels man. Yeah. I'm a feeling feelings man. (laughs) 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 That was good. Have you been working on any new music writing recently? Absolutely. I've been writing a lot of, uh, um, so the, the songs that you're going to hear, um, that I'm releasing now are things that I've written a couple years ago. Yeah. And I was in a very different headspace as a songwriter a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, how I said earlier that I'm a feelings feels man. <laughs> um, this new stuff that I'm writing, um, there's a the feeling feels man is still there, but mm. now it's with a, just a little sprinkle of catchiness, mm, okay. a little sprinkle okay. of up tempo, um, mm. something to kind of get you grooving a little bit while still maintaining that integrity. Mm, the emotion um, that I have as yeah. a as like my very being in terms of you know my my emotion yeah. my um, songwriting style oh. so all that stuff is still there um, yeah. but I'm excited to release that stuff you know in, in the future, future. absolutely mm, yeah. absolutely I think people are going to be really like ooh this is a new side of Ikechukus like yeah, yeah it's a new side it's a new side very so cool. I'm excited to show people that new side when yeah. that time comes mm, that's so cool have you had any new inspirations lately or gone to any shows or anything that have inspired you? Yeah, I've been listening to, um, there's this um, French artist. Um, I believe his name is uh, Teki. Mm. Um, he usually starts off his songs, Ikili uh, Tek. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to a lot of, a lot of his music. Mm. Um And I think he's one of the main reasons why I've kind of drifted into this like new way of writing songs mm. where I can um, still have that emotion but mm. m- make it um, super catchy mm. that you say, whoa, wait a minute, this is just not 
all about my feels. This is like yeah. I'm, I'm like kind of vibing and my feels at the same time. Mm. Um, so yeah. I've been like practicing and trying to find a way to kind of blend those two worlds together mm-hmm. um, where it's catchy, but it maintains that it still has that depth of like a <clears throat> like hits you in the chest. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what yeah. I've been kind of working on. Um, so, yeah, that's Very cool. that's that's been the biggest inspiration as mm. of recently. Very cool. And you're still using your guitar in those mm-hmm. as well, correct? Using my guitar. And, you know, my head, I hear a little bit of piano here and there. But, you know, when production comes, that's when I'll kind of focus on other instruments that mm. I do want to hear on there. Yeah. But originally, it's just with my with guitar. guitar. Mm. Um and obviously, we can easily swap those for pianos or other instruments when production time comes. But mm. initially, it's my it's just my voice and my guitar. Very cool. Oh, I'm so excited to listen to everything Yo. new coming out. I have to listen to your most recent one. I listened to the second most recent one. Mm-hmm. I fell for you. I fell for you. I fell for also you. also love the color. I Thank mean, the you. cover. <laughs> color. It's like moody. Yeah. It's sensual. Yes. It's like whoa you know like very yes very you see the cover you see rustled bed sheets like hmm yeah. what is that what, is what does that? that mean and you see kind of a golden hour shining yeah some, to, to your own interpretation of exactly. whatever you want it to mean that's um, what i like it you look at it like ooh, that can mean so many things <laughs> and we're gonna dive into that but it's fine you gotta listen to the song so listen to the song and you get your own interpretation yes. of it which is is really neat you get interpretation when you look at it which is why covers are amazing. And mm-hmm. then you dive into the song and then you're like, oh, that's what it means. This is what it means. Yeah. Exactly. Very yeah. cool. But excited. So, yes, definitely everyone go out and listen to those. They are wonderful. So this week <coughs> we are joined by local musician Stephanie Johnson. Ike, would you like to read her bio? Absolutely. No. Uh, singer-songwriter Stephanie Johnson hails from the Lehigh Valley region of Pennsylvania. To describe her voice, Stephanie has a bold, melodic presence, both strong and smooth. Her style ranges from soaring artist to rock singer, with a slight country timbre as well. Stephanie's professional music experience is varied and significant, performing at Music Fest and many Lehigh Valley venues. She has also appeared on local television stations such as WLVT's Steel Sessions, WFMZ's Music Mondays and Service Electric's Holiday Concert Series, as well as the Mike Zimbali Show. In 2015, Stephanie began recording her album with co-writer and producer Brian J. Anthony, who immediately embraced her vision. Brian helped create a sonic landscape by mixing bits of rock, pop, and country while not losing the intensity of her voice or deep personal reflection in her lyrics. The result of these tracks gained the attention of some of the area's best-known musicians who all jumped at the opportunity to be a part of this project. She released her self-titled debut album, Stephanie, through England's Escape Music label in February of 2017. Stephanie has also made her mark in the music licensing business. Her song in My Shoes has been featured in the 2018 film Affairs of State. In addition, her song One Life will be featured in the upcoming film Red Rocket to be released December 2021. Most recently, her song Everything You Need will be featured in Daniel's Roblox Hail Mary, which is currently in post-production. Thanks, Stephanie, for joining us today. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, of course. So you are a local artist musician here in the Lehigh Valley, correct? That is correct, yeah. And what what area do you, I will say, like, play the most, would you say? So we typically stay around the Lehigh Valley. Um, We play more so in Bethlehem, I think, than any other area, but we're also in Allentown, and we do um, occasionally occasionally play out in Easton, and Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes depending on the venue or if it's like a festival type of event, um, we'll play even, you know, further than that. Very cool. So what does your process look like when it comes to writing music or performing? So writing, um, writing kind of happens very organically. Mm. Um, it used to be that, like with my first album that I released, a lot of it was, was just, uh, inspired by, you know, a personal struggle I was having, you know, with a relationship and, um, you know, music, music is therapy as as any artist and even music lover knows i mean mm-hmm. it's it's Absolutely. just it's medicine right it's mm-hmm. it's the best way i i feel like to get out whatever you need to say so a lot of my first album was inspired by um by heartache but mm-hmm. you know recently I, i've tried to write more outside myself and i feel like every song i write there's always an element of truth within it, but then sometimes mm. I'll kind of build a story, you know, outside myself. So it, I might be talking about something that didn't specifically happen to me, yeah. but maybe an emotion that I felt um, at one point in time, I just kind of mm. exaggerated into this full-blown story, like um, just kind of making it bigger and and uh, embellishing on it a little bit. Mm. So yeah. There's that's a, really yeah. That's really beautiful. Oh, I think thanks. I think I heard you uh, say something about um, you're trying to write outside of yourself, mm-hmm. right? And as an artist and as a musician, when you have that mindset on stage, is that your first instinct in terms of delivering that to the audience? Mm-hmm. Do you look what do you look for in the audience when you're when you're kind of telling that story that you've written? Yeah, so I definitely try to connect with the audience, and and regardless of what song it is, even, you know, if it's not my own song, because, you know, in in the full band we do covers as well, Mm. but I try to, when I'm performing, to deliver, you know, a show. I'm, at that time, like, I'm not me, and I tried to completely sink myself almost into the character of whatever story or whatever song mm. I'm singing. So if I'm singing an angry um, Cheryl Crow song, which I do, <laughs> I mean, I really look like I am super pissed off <laughs> when I'm performing, and there's times where I'll throw my hat on the ground. And, I mean, I'm not really, but it's all mm-hmm. it's all kind of part of the show, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what makes a performance you know, so interesting. It's yeah. not just somebody up there who's singing their songs and um, telling their stories, but also feeling it and, yeah. and just, yeah, you know, definitely. living and breathing it and embracing um, everything that, that kind of comes to them. So I want people to to feel like, wow, like, geez, she's really mad, mm-hmm. even though I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. just to kind of be there with me, too, mm. and connect and uh, feel like, wow, yeah, I've been there before. Oh, absolutely. That's that's true artistry being able to have people feel that emotion with you for sure because that's what it's about 
Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. 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 For musicians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Creating that uh, that story and that space. And when you're on stage and that spotlight is on you, somebody who's not even there to see you can look at you and say, oh, okay, that sounds pretty good. And then they feel the emotion that you're feeling and they say, yo, she means that John. Like, she, <laughs> yeah. She's saying that John from the chest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's, yeah. I don't know, that's yeah. dope. That's yeah. dope that you create that for the audience. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and, as as music listeners and you know um, we all love music here mm-hmm. it's like when you're watching your favorite artist perform you, you look and and you see more than them just singing the song you know all of yeah. all of that performance that mm-hmm. stage presence that mm-hmm. that connection you know that all goes into it and for me that's that's just as important as hitting the right notes mm-hmm. oh absolutely Unless, you know, there's times where I'll I'll maybe crack because I'm belting. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like if the emotion is, like, strong enough that it makes me crack on my note, then mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Because yes. that's, like, yes. stylistic in a way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's a... I, I just try to to really put on a show, even if we're playing a, a smaller venue as an acoustic duo. I mean, obviously, we're not going to have the full band behind us. I mean, that just brings a lot of energy when you have the drums right behind you and yeah and uh, all of the other elements but you know even just as an acoustic duo um i, I try to make every song count you know because mm-hmm. you don't know um what song people are going to connect with so you no, don't know yeah. if it's going to be the more upbeat one or you know the slower one so mm. so every every song is a different story and i just try to tell that the best i can mm. um through the way i sing it and and my interpretation Mm. the really neat part about your work is that it's so different in genre base mm-hmm. that you go from pop to rock to country you kind of have this whole vibe and style for yourself which is that you've created which also is really unique to your to yourself thank yeah. you and your work so that's really cool yeah i'm really not sure <laughs> exactly what category <laughs> i fit in i always am like what am i what am i i don't mm-hmm. know i mean uh, another part of that is um I also I, I love all different kinds of music, so yeah. I'm not signed with a record label. I don't have to stay in one lane mm-hmm. in one box. You know, I can if I want to sing a country song and record it, I'm gonna do it. If I want to do mm-hmm. something more alternative or or rock, I can do that. I mean, yeah. I have total control over you know my sound and my style. So it's just it's so much fun. Like I love being in the studio and and different styles of songs bring out different elements you know within my voice too like Mm -hmm. especially the rockier stuff it's i can do a little bit more raspy type of tones and Mm -hmm. then the country a little bit more of my twang comes out and (laughs) it's just fun it's it's really fun to try different things and kind of explore where uh, my voice takes me yeah Mm -hmm. i'm really interested um in terms of your writing um in terms, because you're talking about artistic process, mm-hmm. right? And as a songwriter, um, even when you're kind of penning down stuff, how do you know that you've got something that is worth taking into the studio? I don't traditionally, you know, go and sit down with like a pen and paper and like write. Mm-hmm. I've never, well, I guess when I was younger and when I started out, I did that. Most of the time I'll just be driving in my car or I'm walking around the house and like I hear something in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I take my phone and I record, 
and it could just be like a hook. Mm-hmm. And I don't even have words to it. It's just a melody. Yep. And then I'm like, all right, well, where's this going to go? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I, I just, I don't know, out of nowhere I'll have, I'll have these words and a melody in my head and I'll record that. I mean, I must have hundreds of little bits of things in my in my phone mm. and I'll go back and listen to them. I'm like, wow, that was really bad. Like, <laughs> that's getting deleted. And then mm. other ones I'm like, okay, you know what? I could hear something from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually like just this past Halloween, I love watching like murder mystery type of shows like yeah. the ID yeah. channel and all of that. Oh, and there's, that. oh yeah, me too. My jam. I know. It's, it's just so entertaining to me. Um, so there's, you know, different theme songs that play throughout these or, mm-hmm. you know, as you're watching the episode, there'll be a song in it. And I kind of wanted to write a song to try to pitch to um, to one of these shows. Oh, and I'm like, idea. I think I think it'd be really cool if I if I wrote a song that was almost coming from the person who died, like someone mm. someone tell my story, like somebody figure out what happened to me, mm. like almost like this person is trying to speak from the grave in Hmm. in getting their case solved so i'm i'm you know all these thoughts are going through my head and it's close to being halloween and um just because i've been writing more outside myself i mean obviously that's completely outside myself because yeah you know i'm not dead um (laughs) 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 but yeah and then i and then i'm just driving and, and all of a sudden i was just like Monsters don't only come out in the dark of night and then like oh kind of like that mm-hmm. and then i did like down 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 because it was this very like folky type of like feel almost mm-hmm. like a i don't know it just kind of reminded me of like that witchcraft like folky kind of mm-hmm. yeah style and um i think i wrote that song maybe 10 minutes and i took it to brian who is my uh, co-writer slash producer slash engineer we do all of our stuff together and he's in catasauqua mm-hmm. brian anthony is his name and i was like hey this is an idea i have mm-hmm. and what do you think and you know he he liked it i mean if you were if you were to say to me like and then i probably wouldn't have recorded it mm-hmm. but so I I do I take his opinion um, as well when I write things, but yeah. you know most of the time I just try to find like a catchy hook, like something that somebody will get stuck in their head, mm-hmm. like that after they're done playing the song, it's still going to be swirling in their mind. Right. And um, if if I listen to one of my songs and it's not stuck in my head afterwards, then I don't think it's worthy of. Being built upon, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a cool way to look at that. I like that a lot because Mm -hmm. you're the artist, you're the one that is writing that song. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if you don't really feel connected to that song, how can you perform that song Mm -hmm. live? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, performance is a performance, but if you don't, it's harder to perform something that you're not truly feeling or can feel. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so that's dope. Yeah, exactly. That's not dope. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Like, I need to believe mm-hmm. what I'm, yeah, I'm saying. And if I don't, then it's not worth building upon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. And people can tell. Absolutely. That's the tell. thing. It's like, yo, dang, people are perceptive. I know. Right? <laughs> it's like, yo, do you, you know, it's like, mm, nah, she sounds good, but she's, she's not, not feeling it all. Mm, he sounds good. He's not yeah. feeling it. You so know, that's that's dope that you can. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> Yeah. You had mentioned 
Monster, which is one of your originals. Mm -hmm. Watching your music video, what? how did you decide what you were going to do style-wise in the music video itself, like yeah. cinematically? Yeah. So that was pretty creepy video. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm so glad I released that song around Halloween because it really wasn't supposed to be like a Halloween like song because mm -hmm. like I said, I you know, yeah. murder shows are on all the time. So yeah. I just but <laughs> thank God it was because I think it freaked out a lot of people. Oh. <laughs> um, cuz as you saw, I was yeah. lying in a casket mm -hmm. and for me, I just thought, oh, this would be so cool. Like, how can it, how can I make this? You know, I had a small budget for the video and I'm like, mm -hmm. what can I do to, to kind of make this a really good way to tell the story without, you know, obviously we can't use special effects. I would have mm -hmm. loved ideally to be in the casket with like six feet of dirt around mm -hmm. me, like mm -hmm. all the way in the ground. That would have been fun but yeah. <laughs> nobody was digging so <laughs> that, was oh, just, that would have been too much but yeah, yeah. and actually I, I ended up being able to borrow a casket from a funeral home um, they were super nice oh, cool. and they let me do that but I knew I wanted to be in a casket and um, I knew I wanted Brian the guy that worked on the song with me and all my songs with me I knew mm -hmm. I wanted him to be in the video and I wanted him to be the one that murdered me mm -hmm. so originally the idea was okay maybe there's some shots of him like looking at me while I'm alive and like mm -hmm. you know stalking me and then like I don't know I just loved the first day of uh, that we shot so much that I, that I kind of felt like we didn't need all of that extra stuff I mean we yeah. did all those graveyard scenes all the casket scenes um, in, in one day. And I think it was just, it was kind of cool to have it be more about like the, you know, the, the spirit, yeah. or, mm -hmm. you know, then I kind of didn't want to be shown alive. I kind of just mm -hmm. wanted it to be the spirit. And then maybe at the very end show, um, <clears throat> show Brian staring at my grave and then, you know, a creepy dead hand coming up upon mm -hmm. him as a final scare. Mm. So, Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's crazy too because there's a scene where like my it looks like my hands coming you know out of the ground mm -hmm. which ended up being a really cool shot but it was literally like we just dug a little hole and I was laying on the ground and I you oh. know, just like <laughs> literally popped my hand up through it but mm -hmm. it's just amazing what you can do depending on camera yeah. camera yeah. angles yeah. And, and and how close you are mm -hmm. yeah so it turned out really well um, Rory uh shot that for us and uh yeah it was great yeah it looked great you looked it great was fun. So. <laughs> it was really fun i mean I, I thought he did an awesome job with everything you know considering that you know <laughs> i had to ask him if he wanted to do a video of me in a casket yeah i think he thought i was crazy but oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. glad i'm glad it, uh i'm glad we did it it was really fun yeah i'm glad you stuck with your your artistic view of it mm -hmm. because if you don't it's not a true representation of what you want it to be, mm -hmm. whether it's Halloween or not, which it, it does help that it was, yeah. <laughs> but it, it does. It shows your true style and what you really want it to be and portray. So Thank it's you. really yeah. cool. I'm, I'm glad you stuck with your, your roots on that one. Yeah, for sure. me too. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I was like, uh, well, if we're shooting um, 
me alive, I have to go upstairs and make myself look undead. And that's um, <laughs> yeah. a lot of effort right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got like a perfect, it was like the gloomiest day. So that, that really helped when we were shooting mm. the first day. But yeah, ultimately I just didn't feel like we needed anything else. No, it worked out really well. How many, how many songs or albums have you written? I have one album. And then I just kind of started releasing songs like mm -hmm. as I recorded them mm. because in today's world, a lot of people don't buy CDs. And spending the money to make all these CDs. I mean, it's yeah. nice to have it at shows because there are people that still love. I mean, I still love mm -hmm. the actual, you know, physical CD Something I remember like tangible yeah, yeah. when I was younger yeah. I would I would go to um oh my gosh what was it? the wall is that what it used to be called mm. it's now like F FYE or something yes yes but um I would go and I'd get a CD and I'd go home and I'd lay on my bed and I'd open it up and I'd play <laughs> it and like I would love if the words were in there and then I'd follow along with every word mm -hmm. and I just I love seeing the artwork I just I love the the fact of having the physical CD but you know in today's world it just doesn't really make sense for me to have CDs made like that anymore. Yeah. So I've just been kind of releasing singles, uh, singles mm. as as they're done, just kind of for fun. Yeah. Um, throwing them out there on Spotify and mm. iTunes and YouTube. So yeah. Yeah, I that get I get that. <laughs> In terms of like today's world yeah. not being a very CD heavy, yeah. full length yeah. discography all at once. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're in a digital world. Digital world. Yeah. <laughs> we are in a digital world. Yeah. That's true. True. Yeah. Like, it's sad when nobody has any of those things. I'm like, I just want a vinyl or a oh, CD vinyl. or something. Awesome. I love vinyls because they give that, you can have the whole entire, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the cover? Mm-hmm. And look at it and really feel what they wanted from that too. Like, yeah. You know, your, your mm -hmm. choice and artistic choices in that too. Yeah. So absolutely. it's like really cool to look at it while you're listening to get that feeling from it too. But people don't have them anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole vintage feel. It is a vintage feel. <laughs> a vintage feeling, having a vinyl. Ugh, I love know. vinyls. <laughs> Actually, I was at a concert at the ArtsQuest building. I saw Delta Ray. Oh, yeah. And yeah. They, had, they were selling vinyls oh. and CDs too. Oh, cool. And the openers had CDs. And oh, I was cool. like, you can't get you can't get a link signed either exactly i know you can't get a link signed like you can't physically get someone to sign it for you you know oh, that, yeah, that's yeah, worth yeah, something yeah. too to have that artist yeah. like yeah. have that contact yeah. with your piece i'm like oh yeah sign that for me <laughs> and this one opening act um she was so great and <laughs> she was um, introducing her one song and she's like oh this is my this is my new song called Monster and I was like I have a new song called Monster oh. and then <laughs> after the show I was talking to her about it mm. and then you know she signed my uh, the CD I bought from her and it was like to my fellow Monster and oh, it was just so cute, cute. Yeah. yeah it was awesome Personal. it was awesome and now you know we connected now she uh, she's from Nashville and she's just on tour and love mm -hmm. I think live music, not even live music in general, but in just terms of entertainment, mm. I think there's a, I think entertainment in general kind of brings people together. Yeah. Um, especially in this generation, not generation per se, but culture of, okay, in the morning I go to work, mm -hmm. in the evening I kind of chillax, or not chillax, but I, 
I'm trying to de-stress or I'm trying mm-hmm. to decompose yes. or like, you know, my brain after mm-hmm. like a hard stay of labor. <laughs> um, and I think entertainment, right? Because we watch TV, we watch Netflix, mm-hmm. um, we listen to music on a ride home, we listen to the news. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of live entertainment and kind of witnessing somebody, um, sure their talent Mm-hmm. or sing act mm-hmm. so i think in terms of a community that's like a huge it brings like a, a huge community together like mm-hmm. we're all in the same space here to have right. a good time yeah mm-hmm. right and it's a safe space yeah to mm-hmm. save space like yeah. the three of us now are here in this yeah. space to just <laughs> talk, talk about really good music mm-hmm. and really good stuff as mm-hmm. so it's kind of like i don't know that's how i so it's dope i don't know yeah no i i completely agree Mm -hmm. and i wish there were more like um what's the word collaborations that's the word i'm thinking of you know different local artists kind of sharing their style and and Mm. their music with others and even if there was just one big show that kind of had multiple artists collaborating almost like a variety type of thing Mm. um I think that would be so cool. Oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. We should work on that. <laughs> yeah, we should. Get a work, yeah. get a good start on that, head start. Speaking of, I just want to touch on your performance. I've seen a couple of videos of you performing <laughs> live, and I'm, I love your energy oh, on yes. stage. You were talking earlier about throwing your hat down on the floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure, Crow. Get into it. Carrie Underwood, right? <laughs> Slash my keys into his tires, right? So uh, I, I, I was watching a couple of videos um, early mm-hmm. in terms of that your live performance, and as a person who, who uh, loves watching live music, I feel the energy you were talking about earlier. Oh, so I just wanted you. to kind of to touch on that and say oh. that's dope. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yes. So you have been in a lot of different venues and you've been on a couple. Your your music is in a movie recently and you, you've been building re- a lot more recently and in the past and it's been really cool to see um, that progress. What has your what what inspired you to get into music? I think when I was in second grade is when I started writing songs. Hmm. Um, oh dang! Yeah, that's probably when I started doing it. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually remember writing it all like on construction paper. <laughs> like oh. <laughs> one time, I couldn't find anything, and I was like, oh. hmm. "Yeah, I mean, it's like I had my first solo when I was in kindergarten. It was the I can't tie my shoes blues, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah." quite a jazzy number mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah I started writing when I was in second grade and mm. I would always go over to my grandparents house and they had like a, a little tape recorder that had like a tiny little microphone mm-hmm. attached to it and I would always sing my songs into that and you know I was in second grade so I didn't know that they shouldn't like not be twenty minute songs, but oh. <laughs> I would just sing and sing and sing and sing and sing and sing. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I just thought it was fun to mm-hmm. to keep going. Time for dinner. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Finish that one later. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I just I always had a passion for singing in general, and then when. 
um, I started writing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think I just did it for fun, and I never really took it seriously at that age. Um, mm. When I got older, I was in um, a show choir in my middle school called Kaleidoscope. It was, um, mm. you know, singing and dancing, and we wore the little bow ties, and we got to go to, uh, <laughs> you know, perform in different competitions. Like one was mm-hmm. in Disney World, and one we sang the national anthem, I think, at a Blue Jays game. Mm. Um, so we got to do a lot of fun stuff, which kind of helped me break out of my comfort zone. Mm. Um, but then for a long time after that, like through high school and beyond, I actually completely moved away from music and I stopped singing for many, many years. Mm. And um, it wasn't until I kind of lost myself that I mm. realized um you know, what was missing. Mm. And I was going through uh, a really hard time and I was kind of feeling like I didn't have any confidence, my ability, and I and I had wanted to try to maybe take voice lessons or, or wanted to do something to maybe get back into music. And, you know, I was hearing a lot of negative things at that time, like, mm. like I wasn't good enough and that mm. I shouldn't try. And, you know, I, I was a mother uh, I had a new baby at the time, and, mm. you know, that was supposed to be my entire life, my entire world, and mm. she is. She's 13 now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but I just, you know, I wanted to just have something for myself, like like just to sing or, or write, you know, yeah. not even perform. I just wanted to be doing something. So it was then that I got a guitar, and I just started writing some things, and learning some basic chords and building up my confidence. Um, And I got out of a a bad situation and I kind of started fresh and I went to an open mic night. Mm. I was actually at the pig pen. And Mm. do you know, remember what that was like on Union Boulevard in Bethlehem? It used to be a bowling alley and then it was like the pig pen. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I was so scared. I was, I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Like, mm-hmm. I was so afraid. Um, mm-hmm. But that challenged me, and I kind of liked it. I'm like, all right, yeah. let's set some goals. Let's do it again. And maybe yeah. this time, let's not shake as much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's do it again. Maybe mm-hmm. this time, like, don't feel like you're going to throw up. And I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it until mm-hmm. I wasn't scared anymore. Yeah. And then I, um, I wanted to have uh, an album. I, I wanted to make an album of all of my songs and have it a fully produced album. Mm-hmm. And I really, I just like, I just want to do this because when I'm 80 years old and I look back on my life, I want to say yeah. <laughs> that I did this. You know, like, yeah. hey, I accomplished something. I was, I set out to do. Yeah. And I think in doing that, I realized that, you know, maybe there's something more to this. Like maybe this could be something that I that I do regularly mm. like maybe people will like to hear my music and yeah. mm. maybe I should start performing out and after our, the first song was done um with Brian which was a song called word man um that's kind of when I started to gain some of my confidence back and realize like okay you know I'm starting to believe in myself mm. and I feel like this is a path I really need to follow and I really need to pursue because I love doing it. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. And 
I I really like the way the song turned out. And I was like, okay, well, this, <laughs> this sounds pretty okay to me. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> all right, let's keep doing this. Yeah. And then from that point forward, I would just build, I would just write little goals, little goals, mm-hmm. little goals for myself. Mm-hmm. And I, and I have just uh, still, I still do it. There's still venues where I, if I have a hard time getting into, mm-hmm. they go on the list. And mm-hmm. then I work really hard to figure out what I need to do to make that happen. Or, yeah. you know, I, one of my goals is to, to be an opening act for a national, you know, touring mm-hmm. act. And that's on the goal list. And one of my goals was to have my song featured in a movie and that, that, checked off as well so it's Mm. it's pretty exciting you know um when you have the drive and the motivation and the determination to to do whatever it takes to Mm -hmm. make things happen and then to see you know obviously i haven't i haven't hit all of my goals but it just it's a good feeling to to work hard towards something and then see it pay off and honestly in the journey of of working hard it, it's only made me better. It's mm. only made me a better singer, a better songwriter, mm-hmm. because in doing something over and over and over again, um, you just get better. You just yeah. do it with anything. Practice practices everything. So yeah, that's kind of my story, Very cool. <laughs> my my uh, my musical story, and um, yeah. I appreciate that. That's how I know <laughs> because I don't know about you, but um, I think it takes a lot of courage to kind of come on a uh, on a podcast (laughs) and be super vulnerable like you just were Mm -hmm. in terms of telling that story so um first of all i just wanted to say thank you for sharing that because that was nice to you that was like a nice um way to kind of be even more in touch with your music yeah right for sure so for example when i go back and listen to your music now i know a little <laughs> bit more about mm. who you are as a person mm-hmm. and that kind of journey that you had from stopping music and then what it took for you to get back into music and then discovering even more that yo this is what i'm meant to do um which to be honest is going to make your music sound even sweeter than it already is so i think that's dope that you just shared that with people who are going to be listening to this podcast yeah, yeah. so that's dope thank you for sharing oh that. you're welcome yeah. and and hopefully you know if there's somebody who's who's listening to this and mm-hmm. they want to pursue you know their dream and they're feeling like they're not good enough or not capable or they're hearing negative things and you know yeah. just just go for it just mm-hmm. follow it don't let anybody make you feel like you're mm-hmm. not worth what you want mm-hmm. so and it doesn't matter at what age either, because I I started doing this kind of late in the game. I mean, I'm in my 30s now, and um, you don't you don't have to be like a young <laughs> teenager to, to to start. Like I don't know, like yeah. mm-hmm. if you look at the music business, and sure, there's a lot of younger um, younger girls and and guys too. But there's it, it doesn't matter if you're talented, you know. Mm-hmm. You're talented. Absolutely. And you should share that gift with the world. Mm, and not only that, but you said, when I'm 80, <laughs> right? <laughs> when I'm back. 80, I'm going to look back, right? Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yo, listen, that's that, 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 that feeling that you described, mm-hmm. um, I, I can only imagine what a sucky feeling that is, to be honest, to look back 
when you're at a certain age and say, dang, yo, what if I try to do something? Mm -hmm, what right. if I try? Mm -hmm. So when you said that, I was like, yo, that's absolutely 100% like fact. That's 100% true. Mm -hmm. So when you're 80, you didn't want to look back and say, man, like, what if I... Because you were super into it. You out mm -hmm. here telling us that you were writing in kindergarten, <laughs> second, second grade, second grade, grade. Yeah. Second grade. Singing since and you were singing yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yes. And people were calling you for dinner, but you still wanted to sing. <laughs> right? And you gave that up. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. like, that's, yeah. I don't know, that's just open to, to, to hear the yeah. way that you found your way back mm -hmm. to the music. Because yeah. as a child, that is... From the sound of it, that's what you kind of tuned in with the most. Mm -hmm. um, and to kind of come back into that inner child and kind of like, and as adult and say, whoa, this is, mm -hmm. I remember doing this as a child and loving it. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing it even more and even better than I was before. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. dope. That's yeah. really dope to hear. Yeah. For sure. And I think, you know, even more so, it was like, it was like music found me. Like, I feel like music in a way saved me. I'm actually, I have like a little bit of a song started called Sweet Melody. And mm. it's, and it's, um, it's like Sweet Melody. You rescued me when, when I wasn't sure who I was supposed to be. Like, mm -hmm. Sweet Melody, you fulfilled me when for so long I was feeling so empty. Like, how mm. almost music, you know, kind of, made me whole again and mm -hmm. I found myself from you know my whole journey of getting back into it so yeah it's it's amazing like music is definitely medicine I'll, I'll say mm -hmm. it all the time and it's not it's not a selfish you know act it, it reaches so many people yes. and you yeah. might be telling your story but your story might be somebody else's story and mm -hmm. you have no idea how much of an impact it can make so yeah. yeah it's healing not only to the writer but to to the people that are going through the same types mm -hmm. of things oh absolutely yeah wow. i look forward to hearing that song yeah when it comes out yeah well wow. yeah. i guess i need to write more of it. <laughs> <laughs> well now oh, you announced so it funny. people are gonna expect it's like, it yo so. that's crazy when is that coming yeah, out yeah. when's that coming yeah. out when's that coming out yeah yeah, I'll have to work on that one next. Yeah. There's so many unfinished songs in the vault, but yeah, <laughs> I think I just need one day where I just go to the studio from like morning till night and we can see how much we get done. Yeah, just start playing it. <clears throat> yeah. And see what comes to you. I know. Yep. It, it's just, it's funny because Brian and I have been working together for a long time now, mm -hmm. I guess 10 years, which is crazy. And um, we're kind of like a well-oiled machine. Like we're just <laughs> so much on the same like, wavelength we can almost finish each other's like musical sentences yeah. like i can mm -hmm. well okay i think the drum should kick in like at this part and it's like mm -hmm. oh and he's like oh no, no no i got it like i don't even have to say it you know we just when you work with someone for so, so long, long it's kind of like you just get where where you're going with things yeah. but mm -hmm. yeah it's always fun to, to try something new yeah. and completely different i mean this monster song was so different from anything mm -hmm. we've ever done it was like this dark pop type of <laughs> tune and yeah yeah it's just kind of like a curveball but it's uh it was fun it's fun with your story in mind keeping keeping what you said that you kind of drifted apart from it and then came back to it mm -hmm. you know a little bit later did you have any any formal educate like formal training i guess you want to call it formal training or whatever you want to call it or mm -hmm. did you do it more on your own yeah, so most of it, I mean, I was in my church choir, and I was in that show choir I had mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, I had taken music lessons for a short time as an adult. Mm -hmm. 
um, and guitar lessons. And that just didn't really coincide with my schedule. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, no, I would, I guess I would say no formal training, yeah. um, just, mm-hmm. just from choirs and, and show choirs. And I watch a lot of videos and really just, I mean, if someone videos me or if there's a video of me performing live, um, it's so helpful to watch that back too because there's times I'm like, ooh, like, ooh, I was slightly under that note. I'm like, ooh, maybe if I change the way I'm hitting it, it'll give it a better sound. You know, you can learn yeah. so much. It's just like people mm-hmm. who play sports and it's practice yeah. and their their videos so you can see what, what you're doing wrong or, yeah. you know, oh, look. You, sometimes if you're not aware of it, you don't know that it's a problem and you don't mm-hmm. know, like, how to fix it. So, yeah, definitely just a lot of practice. I mean, we perform out – I think we've done close to a hundred shows in in 2021. So that's a lot oh, of shows. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> that is a lot of shows. I mean, this summer was absolutely insane. We had four shows at Music Fest, and then mm. uh, I mean, the rest was just filled with like festivals and just at, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to play outside, of course, because mm-hmm. the weather's nice. So yeah, we were super busy, and I, and I'm grateful for it. I, I am because yeah. it, it really does make you figure out you know how to get through a three-hour set without losing your voice yeah so it kind of teaches teaches you you know okay maybe i shouldn't do that or maybe Mm -hmm. i shouldn't do that or you know how to i guess how to approach some of the notes differently because i really like to belt (laughs) (laughs) i can't do that Mm. in every song and when i was first playing out that's what i wanted to do and then i was like yeah this isn't really like realistic i mean Mm. nobody belts in every single song (laughs) so you know dynamics kind of came into play i'm like all right what if i do like a falsetto here Mm -hmm. you know you just kind of tweak and and from doing it so much you just kind of figure out what works and what doesn't just the experience of it yeah from experience for sure that's a lot to look back on too though if you have all of those all we'd say 100 100 shows is that what you said that's a lot of shows It is a lot of shows. That's yeah. awesome, though. I mean, it's good for you. That's a lot. I don't know how your voice wouldn't just be gone to begin <laughs> with. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's really important um, to learn how to sing correctly. Yeah. Which I'm still learning. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not perfect by any means. Like, I don't have a, a perfect approach. And, and um, I would love to eventually go see like a voice coach that can mm. help me, you know, figure out the things that I'm doing wrong so that I don't get like um, nodules or yeah. any, any of that kind of yeah. thing. And you said before when we first started, Bethlehem is is more the area that you kind of dive into. Mm-hmm. So how do you think the Lehigh Valley as a whole has affected your music career? I've had a lot of success with booking different places within the Lehigh Valley, so I really am thankful for those opportunities. It's it's hard when you're first starting out and starting to book shows and nobody knows who you are, yeah. and you're just an email, you know, um, mm-hmm. or you're just a, a random person calling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think so much of of being successful in, in booking shows and being given a chance is also connecting with other um, 
artists, bands, um, Mm -hmm. musicians within the Lehigh Valley because some great people, you know, that are willing to kind of help you out when you're first getting started. And I did a lot of work. I did a lot of research when I first uh, started booking shows. I mean, and I was diligent. I was... um, I used to work in collections at, at my previous job. I would like note, all right, send email, the state, follow up in a week, send email, you know, follow up in a week, follow up in a week. Mm. I mean, sometimes it's easier to just go into the place and hand out your cards. Um, and and sometimes it has nothing to do with whether you're good or not. The, there's some places that just aren't very good at managing, you know, the, the booking. Yeah. <laughs> the bookings. Yeah. Um, but but overall, I mean, most places have been great. Um, we have so many good connections, like so so many nice people that we work with that mm-hmm. when we're booking the shows and and it's it's really nice. And that's what's important. Like you you wanna do a good job so that they ask you to come back. You wanna be a nice person and a responsive person. I check mm-hmm. my email probably the same amount that I check my text messages. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like if somebody's reaching out to book a show and they know that I'm quick to respond and easy to work with, they, they might reach out to me, you know, Mm -hmm. they might, they might come to someone who can make it really easy to get that taken care of. Um, And I think that goes a long way too. It's, it's not just about the talent and, and it's not just about, you know, if you, if you fit the place, but also just, kind of being a good business person, yeah. you know, plays into it as well. Mm. And I think I probably have gotten a lot of opportunities because it's, it's, I just, I try to make it easy for, yeah. for people, mm. you know, like I try to say as much as I can in the reply email so that there's not a ton of back and forth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, this is like, here's a photo for promotion. This is my website. Here's my phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, confirming the time. This is the rate. Sending it back. And then all they have to do is reply, yes. Yeah. Like, if it yeah. looks good, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I think it, it kind of goes a long way because people are busy. And a lot of people that are booking music for different venues, that's mm-hmm. not their sole responsibility. Um, yeah. So, um, right. yeah. I mean, the places that we performed at have been really great um we do a lot of winery type of venues Mm -hmm. they always take care of us they always give us you know free wine and (laughs) make sure we have everything we need and Mm -hmm. i like free wine (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and they all are okay with us doing some original music i mean a a majority of our set is covers because Mm -hmm. that's just what people want to hear and I mm-hmm. wish I could do all yeah. original, but yeah. it just, I, I get it. People like to hear songs that they're familiar that they with. Know. Yeah. Um, but all of the places that we perform at have no problem with us throwing in some original music too. So I, I like that because I feel like I'm, I'm still showing who I am as an artist. Um, yeah. And even when we do cover songs, I don't like to do them exactly how the original artist does them mm-hmm. we kind of put our own twist or even if maybe i'll i'll just change like one little note i mean there's mm-hmm. there's some there's some songs that i try not to mess around with too much but mm-hmm. just like doing it kind of in our own style makes makes me feel more like okay it, it's also really cool because I, I went to the music awards i think it was two years ago and i got to meet a lot of people um that I kind of have been following on Facebook or 
um, Instagram. And um, one of the girls, Chelsea Lynn Meyer, she's like a punk rock type of girl. Mm-hmm. And she's super cool. And I said, like, I would love to do something together. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. So we actually had a collaboration between Chelsea and then mm-hmm. Sarah Teets, who's the lead singer of a heavy metal band, Mind Maze, mm-hmm. and then Aaron Kelly, who's like very country. So mm-hmm. we all kind of collaborated on the song together. Oh, so cool. The four of us oh, kind like of singing that. about, um, it's, we were singing a song I wrote about um, supporting other other women and just yeah. kind of like being kind to each other. Like there's no need to like bring each other down. We can mm-hmm. inspire each other and build each other up. And mm. um, so I think in general, you know, sometimes women are so hard on other women <laughs> and yeah, I kind of be mean. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of wanted to just spread a message <laughs> of like, especially for younger girls, you know, you have the girls, like my daughter's in eighth grade now mm-hmm. and you know, you, you have girls that are, very insecure about themselves and sometimes you know the bullies are the ones that are struggling with their own issues right Mm -hmm. because they're insecure and they've got their issues and Mm -hmm. that's what makes them want to bring other people down because Mm -hmm. feel better right exactly so I kind of wanted to 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 write a song spreading a message of like hey like we all have you know, our, our positives and our negatives, like mm-hmm. inside us, we, we all have things that we wish could be better. Or we wish could change, but, you know, have the confidence in yourself because if we all have confidence in ourselves then we won't feel the need to bring anybody else down. Mm-hmm. So that was, I don't know, it was a message that I wanted to, to share and also just kind of in general, like for the music scene, like we're four singer songwriters Mm -hmm. and we're all girls. And it was just really awesome to do something together like that and, and show, you know, like the music, like, like I said before, I would love to do more collaborating with local artists and stuff. And, and that was just so, so much fun to do. So I would love to do even more of that as well. Cause I don't think it happens enough. And, and sometimes when you do that, it can just bring out a side of you like a, a different style within you mm. um i don't know it was just really neat it was it was so fun <laughs> and now you know i made three new friends so. yeah and aaron and i perform together like all the time so it's really oh, cool that's really cool yeah mm. i love collaborations with people and it helps you grow it does as an artist and as a person mm. i kind of wanted to put a positive message out there you know yeah and, and i don't know like who's going to be listening to it like maybe they need to hear that at at some point in their lives you know and it's just kind of like and even for myself you know as a a reminder too like there will be times when you know I'm looking at someone on Instagram or Mm. or Facebook and I'm kind of like man that's so good like you know (laughs) and I and I'm like jealous sometimes I, I like to think that you know on my playlist there's a bunch of different singers that I like to listen to. Mm. So if, if um, I guess when you say, when you hear somebody else who sings and you think, oh man, and you feel that jealousy <laughs> or you mm-hmm. feel that uh, um, like as a human being, as human beings, I think we naturally feel that. So when mm-hmm. you feel mm-hmm. that feeling, mm-hmm. um, 
in terms of okay thinking to yourself okay well i like the i'm not quite sure um in terms of the artists or singers that you look up to but i'm going to assume that there's a good amount of singers that you like to listen to mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and i like to think to myself okay if there's a good amount of singers that you like to listen to mm -hmm. there's also a good amount of singers that somebody who is in your audience is going to listen to mm -hmm. so that person that they listen yeah. to as well you're still on that list mm -hmm. as that person that yeah. they want to listen mm -hmm. to as well well that's good well, that's uh, a good way to look at it. <laughs> in terms of reframing, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah, just, like a, just a way of reframing, um, reframing that idea. Yeah. Because you're dope. Yeah. And I think as a creator, it's, it's, it's inevitable to have those moments of like self doubt where you're like, ah, oh, man, that wasn't really, I wasn't really hitting it today. Yeah. I wasn't mm -hmm. really. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, as long as you know that you are dope, <laughs> things can rise above, mm -hmm. you know. But yeah. anyways, thank you. That's, oh, that's 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 a really good message. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because sometimes when I perform um, with Erin, and you you guys should look her up. She's amazing, um, and she's been singing since she was like really, really, really little, and consistently all through. Like you can mm. just tell she's just she's so good. Um, and we'll be doing a song, and she'll hit a note, or she'll do like a run, and it's like really like smooth and quick. Mm. And then I look at her and I'm like, like, what the heck? And then after <laughs> after the show, I'll be like, Aaron, how'd you do that? Show me how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, it, it's it's great because it's like, I, I mean, I'm not really jealous. Well, I mean, maybe a little bit. I'm like, man, I want to do that. But it's almost like it, it pushes me to want to be better. And, yeah. and sometimes yeah. performing with people that are, are really, really good, mm. they... They kind of do things, and it's like, oh, yeah. cool. okay, let me yeah. try that. that yeah. That's kind of cool. Let me yeah. try that. Yeah, mm. it unlocks that. That's yeah. dope. It yeah. it does. It does. And yeah. you know, Erin and I are friends too, so she knows. Like <laughs> sometimes, if she like mishits a note or something, I like I'm yeah. like I'm like oh, <laughs> she never messes up like yeah. ever, and it's so frustrating. And I miss them all the time. Oh. <laughs> and she's she's just I'm like oh. yes yes. <laughs> You're human. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. She's great. I love it. Yeah, she's best. Well, Stephanie, where can people find your work or or go to your show, upcoming shows, within the next few months or year, or however mm. you want to do that? Yeah. Um, do you have an Instagram or Facebook or website that people can find your work? All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, my website is www.stephaniejohnsonmusic.com. And my joke that I tell at my shows is that it's Stephanie with an F because my parents literally effed up my name. And <laughs> <laughs> that is the only way people will remember to I search with that. the F. <laughs> They literally effed it up. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know why they chose that. They just wanted everybody <laughs> to spell my name wrong. Um, I guess. Actually, it's the German way of spelling Stephanie. Oh. But one time, I had somebody ask me, like, "Oh, do you just spell your name that way to be cool?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, oh. "No, yep. I don't." And I chose to do this. I'm so not cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, StephanieJohnsonMusic.com or on Facebook, it's. Uh, Stephanie Johnson Music and on Instagram it's Stephanie dot Johnson okay yeah oh, really cool well thank you so much for coming yeah in. thank you thank guys you. so much for having me it was so nice talking to you thank you for the opportunity of the week we thought we'd share some upcoming shows from our guest today Stephanie Johnson the first upcoming show will be in January on the 29th 
with Steph and Mike at Black River Farms Winery in Bethlehem. There is another show in February on the 5th with the SJ Band, blended by Brood Daddies in Allentown. And another show in February on the 26th with Steph, Mike, and Aaron at Seven Sirens Bethlehem. Thanks for tuning in to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast, a Steel Pixel original series. Don't forget to like the podcast, leave us a review, and follow us on both social media and streaming services at Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> had a very shiny nose. Like a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> And if you never saw it, you even see clothes. All of the other reindeer, reindeer. <laughs> used to laugh and call him names. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. And one stormy Christmas Eve. Son of the king to say, Rudolph with your nose so bright, won't you drive? Is it ride or drive? Won't you guide? Guide. Is it guide? <laughs> it's neither. It's neither. <laughs> I don't know. It's yours. <laughs> I want you. I want. I want you by my sleigh tonight. That's so funny. <laughs> Why am I singing in a deep voice? I don't know why you're so deep. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just cause.